If you've ever had the feeling that things were hopeless, hold on. You may feel you're facing an impossible situation, but the Bible says God is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Now hope comes from having a purpose. Hope is as essential to your life as air or water. And wonderful changes are going to happen in your life as you begin to live it on purpose. God says, I know what I'm planning for you. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you a hope and a good future. I'm Rick Warren, and this is Daily Hope. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren, we continue in a series called The Invisible War with part one of a message called Set Free From Me. And now here's Rick. The Bible teaches that you have three enemies that are trying to mess up your life. They want to defeat your family. They want to defeat your life. They want to steal your soul. They want to keep you from having joy and purpose and meaning here in life. And these three enemies come against you. It's kind of triple team and, uh, you know, tag team uh, wrestling or, you know, double team takedown, things like that. And the Bible calls these three enemies that you have the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world comes around you. Satan comes against you. And the battle with you is within you. Now, we're beginning with your biggest enemy. And your biggest enemy is not Satan. It's not the world. It's you. You are your biggest problem. And as I said last week, I said, you know, when you want to run away from your problems, you want to go to Cancun, the problem is you take you with you. And, and all of that internal stuff is inside you. Now, what we looked at last week as we began studying the battle inside you is that you really do have two natures if you are a believer. You have your old nature, which wants to do what's fun, which wants to do what's convenient. Not not necessarily the right thing, the best thing, or even what's good for you. A lot of things you want to do are actually self-destructive to you. And you know for a certain fact that there are things you know would be good for you, be healthy for you, and you don't do them. And you know that there are things that are bad for you, that are unhealthy for you, that mess up your life, and you still do them anyway. And last week we looked at this great testimony of Romans chapter 7 where Paul says, you know what, I can't figure myself out. All my best intentions aren't good enough. He says, I want to do the right thing, but I don't. And I don't want to do the wrong thing, but I do. And that is the story of you. And it is the story of me. You know far more than you're actually doing. If you were actually able to practice all the good things you know to do, you'd be a lot more successful in life. But it's not just knowing it, it's getting yourself to do it. And there's this battle because we have a natural resistance inside of us that wants to do what's easy, what's convenient, what's quick, rather than what's right and what's best. In fact, our entire nation is in a financial crisis because of this tendency of human nature to have an inability to delay gratification. We want it and we want it now whether we can afford it or not. So we go out and we charge it even though we can't afford it. And the government's been doing that for years and now we have a, a, you know, a financial crisis that 
teeters on the brink of, of collapse. Because all because the inability of buying things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. And thinking we can have it all. Let me just tell you right now, you can't have it all. That is a myth that advertisers will tell you, you can't have it all. Life is about choices. You have to make choices in life and go, okay, what's the best for me? What's right for me? What does God want for me? And so best intentions are not good enough. And the truth is the battle for you inside you, much of your unhappiness, in fact, I would say it this way, most of your unhappiness in life, most of your unhappiness in life is because you listen to you instead of God. And when you do that, you, you, you tell yourself stuff all the time that isn't true. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's accurate, doesn't mean it's true, doesn't mean it's correct. A lot of things you think of are, are not right, they're not correct. A lot of things I think of aren't right, aren't correct. In fact, a lot of things I think are actually lying to myself, rationalizing, where we tell rational lies to ourselves. Now, what I want us to do is look at how to overcome the six weapons of self-destruction. Now, you, you've heard of the weapons of mass destruction, but I wanna to talk to you about what the Bible teaches about the weapons of self-destruction. There are things that you do to yourself all the time that damage you, that hurt you, that, that cause you to self-destruct, that cause you enormous stress, enormous pain, uh, enormous uh, unhappiness, and uh, unneeded pressure in your life. And then I'm gonna show you from God's word in Romans chapter eight, how the Bible tells us that the spirit of God living within you can give you the antidote to every one of these weapons. Now before we even get into the text, I want you to write these seven things down. It's not on your outline, so you're just gonna to have to write it somewhere, scribble it over on the side. These are the seven weapons of self-destruction. You can talk to any psychologist and they'll tell you that these are the seven things that mess up people's lives more than anything else. And we're gonna look at the cure for these weapons of self-destruction. The first weapon of self-destruction is shame. Shame. You cannot be happy and feel ashamed at the same time. When you feel ashamed, when you feel guilty, when you feel regrets, that just robs all your happiness. God doesn't want you to walk around feeling guilty. God doesn't want you walking around feeling ashamed. God doesn't want you walking around with regrets. In fact, that's why he sent Jesus on, on the cross to die for all of your sins. But shame is the, is the first number one destroyer of happiness. The second weapon of self-destruction is uncontrolled thoughts. If you don't learn how to control your thoughts, your thoughts will ruin your life. Because you say to stuff to yourself that causes unhappiness, causes grief, causes pressure. You must learn how to control your thoughts. The third weapon of self-destruction is compulsions. Compulsions are those inner drives, inner desires, you can call them lusts, you can call them habits, you can call them impulses, but they're those things in your life where you feel like, I felt like I just had to do it. Even though you knew it was wrong, I just had to do it. And those compulsions, you gotta learn how to deal with those and how to fight that weapon of self-destruction. Because if you do things by your compulsions, you'll mess up your life. The fourth weapon of self-destruction is fear. And fear is an enormous destroyer 
of happiness, of potential, of God's purpose for your life. It will limit your life. You've got to learn how to master your fears. The fifth weapon of self-destruction is hopelessness. Hopelessness keeps you from keeping on. When you start to feel hopeless about anything, you get discouraged and want to give up. If you feel hopeless about your marriage, if you feel hopeless about ever getting married, if you feel hopeless about your finances, or you feel hopeless about your health, hopelessness is a self-destructive weapon that you use on you. And when you turn it inward, it robs you of God's plan for your life. Number six, bitterness is a huge weapon of self-destruction. Because life is unfair and we don't all get the same thing and life is broken and we're stuck and, and some people get better than you and you get jealous and you get envious and some people hurt you, you can either get better or bitter. And bitterness is a cancer that will eat you alive and it will, it will, it's a poison that will eat you on the inside. You never hurt other people with your bitterness like you hurt yourself. You always hurt you the most. It is a self-destructive emotion. There is no value to bitterness in your life. There's no value to holding on to a grudge. All it does is make you miserable. And the seventh weapon of self-destruction is insecurity. You got to deal with this one. Because if you don't learn how to deal with insecurity in your life, it's going to cause you to do foolish things. When you're insecure and you're trying to show everybody else that you're very confident, you'll say stupid things. You'll do stupid things. You'll pose. And the only people impressed by posers are other posers. Okay? Everybody sees through it. The only people who are impressed by fakes are other fakes. So, you know, when you're insecure, you can't hide it. You have to deal with it. Now, the classic passage on dealing with these weapons of self-destruction is Romans 7 and Romans 8. But Romans 7 explains what these seven things do in your life. And Romans 8 gives us the answer. Now, at the end of Romans 7, Paul says this. Look up here on the screen. He's, he's outlined the battle going on inside himself. And he says, what a miserable person I am. He goes, I'm miserable. You know, as I said, all, all those things I want to do that I know are good, I end up not doing. And all those things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. And I'm really messing up my life. What a miserable person I am. I've tried everything and nothing helps. He says, who will free me from this life dominated by sin? Now, he, don't, he doesn't say what will free me. Because the answer to you, the, the problem inside you, the, the, the mess ups in your life that you'd like to change, the answer is not a pill, it's not a program, it's not a book, it's not a tape, it's not a seminar, it's not hypnosis. The answer is a person. It is Jesus Christ and his spirit inside you. And Romans 8 is the answer to Romans 7. That the spirit of God inside you gives you the antidote to all seven of these negative emotions. Pastor Rick is just getting started with this message about Set Free From Me. It's part of the series, The Invisible War. There's more real hope ahead, so stay tuned. 
Pastor Rick has served the church locally and nationally for more than 30 years. He's the author of many books, including The Purpose Driven Life. If you've been helped through any of Rick's ministries, he'd love to hear your story. You can connect with us through the Daily Hope website, rickwarren.org, or by calling 1-800-600-5004. That's rickwarren.org. Or call us 1-800-600-5004. In a moment, Daily Hope with Rick Warren returns. Why am I alive? Does my life really matter? What on earth am I here for? Have you ever asked yourself these questions or wondered about the answers? In his newly expanded book, The Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For? Pastor Rick Warren has updated this best-selling book with 30 additional hours of teaching, including video chapter introductions, audio lessons, and two brand new chapters. This Christ-centered book is a must-have for anyone struggling to find their place in this world and ultimately in God's plan. And in launching this new ministry, we'd love for you to have a new hardback copy of this book for a gift of any amount in support of this ministry. We deeply appreciate the opportunity to bring hope from God's Word to you, people in your community, and across the country. Again, that's the new hardback book, The Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For? for a gift of any amount. So call today, 800-600-5004, or visit rickwarren.org. Once again, here's Pastor Rick. What I want us to look at this weekend is, how can I be free from me? How can I be set free from me? And the way we're going to look at this is the, the truths of Romans 8. I have put them in a practical way of listing seven mental habits that you need to do that will help you apply the truth of Romans chapter 8. And so we're going to look at these seven mental habits that explain the great truths of Romans 8. Romans 8 is the greatest chapter in the Bible. In my opinion, it's the greatest chapter. They once did a study of, uh, of uh, Bible scholars and said, if you could only have one chapter of the Bible and you're on a desert island, which one would you take? And about 90% of them said, I'd take Romans 8. So this is a very strong passage. You need to take a lot of notes today. Number one, the first step in being set free from me is this. I must remind myself daily what Jesus did for me. That's the starting point. I gotta remind myself every day of what Jesus did for me. What is salvation? What are the benefits of it? You see, we have a lot of people who are saved who don't act like it. They run around all the time filled with shame and uncontrolled thoughts and compulsions and fear and bitterness and insecurity. And they're believers, but they're not set free from me. And the first step is you've got to remind yourself what Jesus actually did for you. And this is how the Holy Spirit sets me free from shame. Let's look at these verses. Romans 8, 1 to 4. First he says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. Now let me stop there before we go any further. No condemnation means God doesn't judge you for all the things you've done wrong if you've trusted Christ because Jesus took all that judgment on the cross. He doesn't have to judge you because Jesus was judged. He doesn't have to condemn you because Jesus took your condemnation. He took your rap. He paid your penalty. He did your time for you. Now, the Bible says that if I'm a believer, that I belong to Christ, look at that verse, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Circle the phrase, 
belong to Christ Jesus. This whole passage is talking about people who've given their life to Jesus. This doesn't apply to you if you haven't made that decision yet. But if you've received Christ into your life, the Bible says you're under no condemnation. That means God doesn't get mad at you when you sin. Did you hear that? God does not get mad at you when you sin if you belong to Jesus Christ because he's already taken the payment. Now notice, it doesn't say that after I become a Christian, I won't sin. You're still going to sin. It doesn't say I'm not going to make mistakes. You're still going to make mistakes. It doesn't say I'm not going to fail and look stupid. You're going to fail and look stupid. It just says you're under no condemnation. In other words, you don't have to walk around with shame. You don't have to walk around with guilt. Because when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he not only paid for all of the sins you committed last week, last year, and your entire life, he committed, he's already paid for the sins that you're going to commit tomorrow, next week, and the rest of your life. They're already paid for. That's good news. That is good news. No condemnation. That means there is no reason for a Christian to walk around in shame because I stop and I remind myself, Jesus paid for all of my sins. He already knew before I was born every sin I was gonna do, and he paid for it. Now the next part of that verse says, for the power of the life-giving spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, God's spirit, has freed you through Christ Jesus from the power of sin that leads to death. Now what does that verse mean? The second thing I remember is that because I'm a believer and I have Jesus, I have a new power in my life greater than willpower. You see, before you became a Christian, the only thing you had to use against your bad habits was sheer willpower. And how long does that work? Not very long. He says, now there's a new power in you. Unfortunately, a lot of Christians are still simply relying on willpower to change. They've never figured out how to connect into spiritual power into the power of the Holy Spirit, into the power of Jesus inside you. He says, there's a new power in you. There's a new sheriff in town. And when you wanna change things in your life, it's not just, if it's to be, it's up to me. It's not just um, my own willpower. It is God's power in me. I have been given a power greater than willpower. We're gonna look at this more in the, in the next verses. Then the next thing it says, the law of Moses could not save us because of our sinful nature. Now, laws, keeping God's laws, cannot save you. Guy says, well, I know I'm going to heaven. You say, how do you know? He says, because I, I keep the Ten Commandments. I say, name them. You don't not only not keep the Ten Commandments, you couldn't even name all of them. If I asked you to stand up right now, you couldn't even, how can you keep them if you don't even know them all? By the way, keeping laws never works. Why? It says, because of our sinful nature. Laws simply work on outside behavior. They don't work on inside change. They don't change you on the inside. For instance, if I were to bring a, a pig out here, a big sow that had been rolling around in the mud and the dirt and eating garbage and, and, and it stinks to high heaven and say, what is this? You'd say, it's a pig. Now, I take that pig backstage and I run it through a couple of car washes. And then I put it in a bathtub. And, and I have bath salts and perfumed soap suds and, and I get it all cleaned up and I brush the, 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 you know, their teeth 
the, 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 the pig's teeth. And, and then I, I sprinkle some foo-foo juice on it, you know, some corral number five, you know, that would be appropriate for a pig. Okay. And, and, I, and I, I rub it down with oil of Olay. So its skin is just silky, silky soft. And then I tie a ribbon around its neck and I put a bonnet on it and I, and I, I put some eyeshadow and fake eyelashes on this pig. And, and I put a dress on it and then I put some lipstick on this pig. And I bring this pig out and I say, now what is it? Still a pig. Okay, you may have spiffed up the outside, but the nature has remained unchanged. And this is what happens with self-help programs, is that we spiff up the outside, and we, by sheer willpower, say, I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to get on some new clothes. I'm going to change my behavior. And all the outside looks different, but inside, it's still the same nature. If you're going to have radical change, transforming change in your life. It's got to change your nature, and only God can do that. That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope, and he's going to be right back in a moment to share how to really make a change in your life. But first, I want to tell you about the Daily Hope website. It's rickwarren.org. Log on today, and at that site, you can get the entire message you heard today. You can get message notes. You can sign up for Rick's Daily Hope devotional and even access all of Rick's social media links right there, too. So log on now. That's rickwarren.org. And please don't forget... Rick really wants to know how today's lesson or one of his books or another resource has helped you with your walk with Christ. So visit us today at rickwarren.org. And today we have a special book for you for a gift of any amount. And that's to thank you for your financial support of Daily Hope. It's Rick Warren's New York Times bestselling book, The Purpose Driven Life. Rick shares in his newly expanded book that when you're battling the invisible war, your starting place has to be with God and His eternal purposes for your life. Understanding your purpose leads to healing and empowers you to fight the good fight. So please go ahead and give us a call today to request your copy of the hardback Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For? Just call 1-800-600-5004. Once again, here's Rick. The only way to make real change in your life is to let God change you from the inside out. You simply can't make lasting changes on your own. If you could do that, you would have already done it. The thing is, we know there are things that are bad for us, yet we do them anyway. And we know that there are things that are good for us, yet we choose not to do them. We need something or someone to help us make lasting change in our lives. The Apostle Paul understood this dilemma. He said in Romans chapter 7, What a miserable person I am. I've tried everything and nothing helps. Who will free me from this life dominated by sin? The answer to Paul's question is the Spirit of Jesus who dwells in you and every believer. The Holy Spirit is there for us to help us overcome these self-destructive things that we do that keep us from really changing. Otherwise, this self-destructive cycle will just keep us separated from God and keep us in shame and keep us in guilt and from the blessing that He has planned for our lives. The power of the Holy Spirit is greater than willpower. 
It represents God's power to make lasting change in your life. It is only the Holy Spirit that can set you free. So you're free to make the right choices in your life. The Bible says it like this, as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him. 1 Corinthians 3.18. I hope that you'll stay with us each day in this series as we look at how the Holy Spirit helps us to make the changes we've always wanted to make in our lives. God wants you to succeed in becoming who He made you to be, and so do I. So stay with us and join me next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you. Why am I alive? Does my life really matter? Have you ever asked yourself these questions or ever wondered about the answers? In his newly expanded book, The Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For? Pastor Rick Warren has updated this best-selling book with 30 additional hours of teaching, including video chapter introductions, audio lessons, and two brand new chapters. And right now, for a gift of any amount to this daily radio ministry, you can get a copy of this new hardback book. Visit us today at rickwarren.org. That's rickwarren.org.